Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the nation. That's Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with my co-host, Leanne Whippen, Hall of Famer that she is. Camaro Dave and Commander Chris are there lurking in the background somewhere, as you know. Uh, we're coming to you from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios here in the Portland, Oregon area. And we would like to thank, in particular, Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef the way nature intended. You can go to PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. They have stuff that they have specials. They're redoing their that part of their website because i talked to them the other day they're going to have more packaging more combo packs and stuff like that but if not go to the store locator pop in your zip code and see if you got a store near you well i came across our guest today his name is robert work uh ribs by rob he lives on the oregon coast of course i live in oregon too and a fellow i used to work with uh who shall remain nameless because i know he's in witness protection um it gave me the suggestion to talk to Rob. So as usual, I went and I did the little due diligence like that. And I thought, you know, Rob may be just the kind of guy we need to talk to right now. And uh, so first of all, Rob, welcome to the show and welcome ribs by Rob there. And uh, how are you doing? Doing pretty good today. Thank you. Yeah. You look good. That's because it's his day off. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Uh-huh. So your normal job is you work in law enforcement, but to, I don't know, combat the stress, do something fun. I don't know the reasonings and you're going to tell us, I hope, but you got into doing barbecue. So how did you one get started? We got to go down the box and check off the parts, you know, so people get the whole story. Uh, how did you get started? And was this something you'd done <clears throat> like with your family growing up was, you know, grilling, smoking, barbecuing, or give us the backstory on that. Uh, no, not really. The only barbecue story growing up, I was about 12, 13 years old. And my middle brother had a, a buddy over and he asked mom and dad if we could make some burgers for everybody. So he went out there, turned the gas on, waited for a few minutes, opened the lid and lit it. And the barbecue went about halfway across the yard. So that's, that's about my only experience. Uh, with family barbecue and it kind of became a passion. Oh man, 10, 12 years ago with a uh, 4th of July barbecues at the house. Mm -hmm. And then it really kind of turned into a small business adventure. I'd say about 2016 here in Warrington, there was a small uh, coffee shop tap house uh, in town and he had advertised. He's got a guy from the, you know, the South coming to barbecue. And so me and some buddies after work, we said, Hey, let's all go up and get some barbecue and drink some beer. So we went up there and spent some money and drank some beer. And to be honest, not one out of four of us that went up there in our group finished our barbecue. It was horrible. Mm -hmm. And I told the owner, I was like, man, I can cook better than that. And he says, well, bring your grills up here and start. 
So a few weeks went by, I talked to my wife and so we did it. I had two small Traegers. And if I remember correctly, I think I sold about nine racks of ribs, cut them in half, served them, drank beer. I came home with 125 bucks in my pocket and I was like, man, this is pretty cool. I got 125 bucks and I got to drink beer today. So that's about where it started. Uh, yeah. Now, this is a question for both of you. You mm-hmm. just gave us an example of where you you went. You had some barbecue after work and it wasn't very good. And I've been in some of those places and some of them quite pricey. And you, it's it's not that it's not edible. It's just not very good. There's no flavor, you know, the meat's tough, whatever. Leanne, what you must have had experiences like that, like Rob. I haven't had too many. I I do my reconnaissance. So I walk outside and I make sure they have wood. I make sure, you know, they have a pit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really judge it by the appearance. Um, I do my uh, homework, Uh, although I've hit on some really cool shacks, like by gas stations that have an excellent, you know, barbecue. And they just kind of. When they're ready to serve it, they serve it. I can't say that I've had a super bad barbecue experience. I haven't. Well, that that's unusual because I think mm. Rob and I both have there. I mean, I've had mediocre, but yeah. not not where I couldn't eat it per se. She's little, Rob, but she can <laughs> hold her own when it comes to a knife and fork. <laughs> trust me, like that. So, so when you when you had that kind of an epiphany, you come home, you've had a good time, you sold some ribs, you got a little scratch in your pocket. Did the light go on and say, "I can do this at a higher level"? Right then, and were you prepared right then to do it at a higher level? Absolutely not. Okay, that's I, a true uh, answer. I uh, borrowed a one trigger from a buddy. And I had my small one that we kept on the porch, um, but then it kind of grew and I got into uh, using Rectex uh, a couple years down the road and it went from sitting there in front of the tap house in the coffee shop to the local supermarket uh, where, you know, one Super Bowl, we ended up, we used to just do ribs and now we've really expanded. Um, we'd show up with a flatbed with our grills and coolers and our hand wash station and we'd have to have the health department every time come out and check us out. And one Super Bowl about five years ago, we did about 110 racks of ribs on five different grills and we sold them all by halftime. So. It's it's a lot different. Um, I'm sure you've realized when you start getting into the numbers and trying to manage that, especially (laughs) when you don't have a restaurant or a walk-in I remember when I had my trailer, I had the perimeter of the inside of my garage lined with chest freezers and coolers. And it's a logistical nightmare. And on top of that, um, I think, you know, that, you know, food waste can be an issue and barbecue obviously takes a long period of time to, you know, get right. And uh, reheats are not probably the best thing in the world but sometimes you got to do it and that's a challenge um what do you think the biggest challenge has been for you growing in growing up uh just trying to find a, a spot that i can be consistent mm-hmm. for my customers that that's been the biggest thing we've bounced around uh walmart parking lot uh uf chef stores parking lot we've been to the local uh, toyota dealership they called us um, we've been to Fred Meyer called us one of our grocery stores here. We've been behind stores, you know, back alleys kind of per se, just yeah. so we can have a spot to park and 
So I think the biggest challenge right now is just trying to find a permanent spot. So yeah, is it mostly your family that works there and friends, or is it yep, just just you? family and friends? Oh, just, that's nice. Me and my wife kind of started it. She she's a lot of the behind the scenes person. She does all the Facebook ads. Um, she helps, you know, she pretty much does all the jalapeno poppers when we get to it. Um, and then comes up and, you know, helps out serve and during the, the sales that we do have. You ever feel like when you were doing that, you were like some of the people you probably busted in your other career, like, Hey, I got some barbecue back here. Come take a look, you know, like that sneaking down the alley. Well, a couple of funny stories real quick. Just about a month ago, I was taking, unfortunate gentleman to jail for a reason and he <laughs> looks up and says hey you got any of those ribs hidden back here those are those are amazing <laughs> <laughs> that's great that god great. i hope i hope you gave him one at least after you booked him and slipped him one through the bars or something you know <laughs> <laughs> poor guy was probably hungry yeah he might have been yeah is it in your regular job, you deal with the public from kind of a uh, one step back. In because you guys are always dealing with tough situations. I mean, unless you're rescuing an old lady crossing the street and carrying her cat, a lot of the stuff you guys do isn't uh, isn't for the faint of heart. Sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, do you do you find that dealing with the public with the ribs is a more pleasant experience or do you still have to kind of keep somewhat of a distance? I don't mean being, you know, remote, but when you're kind of getting your feet wet in this business, Rob, do you, you know, you think kind of everybody's your friend and most of the time that's true, but once in a while you get somebody that's not as uh, happy go lucky. Correct. We've had, uh, it was one cook. It was in Walmart about a year ago and we've had, uh, two major complaints the same day. And these were just far, far, far. I mean, horrible, horrible words on online. And, you know, I just, I went back and looked and sure enough, we had dealt with one of the half um, earlier in the month. Mm. And so, you know, you got to take the, the bad with the good, oh, but, yeah. you know, as far as that goes, there's very little incidents like that. I'd say 98%. It's all good. Yeah. I think most people are good. I think most people, when they come into a restaurant or if they go to, um, you know, a pop-up like yours, so to speak, and, and do that, most of them are willing to give it a try and give you an honest and usually a positive review. Mm -hmm. um, I did have somebody threaten to kill me in the parking lot of the TV station one day. That was kind of interesting, but oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. They didn't like the way I cooked my turkey or something. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember, but. It was, it can be daunting sometimes is the only reason I bring that up. Um, we've got a couple minutes left before we go to break, Rob. What do you think the biggest thing you've learned so far is? Patience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Patience. That's so, that, that can be a like lifelong learning and lesson. Yeah. Is so that now that you have your feet wet, how long have you been doing this now? Uh, on the scale, years. yeah, about seven on the scale. We are now about four and a half to five years. So are you considering uh, getting a storefront or a restaurant or that is out of the question? No, that is my goal. 
Uh, we're looking here, hopefully within a few weeks, to set up on a part-time basis where the trailer will be at the same spot every week, and I'll work it on my three days off. Mm-hmm. And then uh, hopefully, you know, at one point in time, I have an eye on a building here in town that would be perfect for what we want. Um, it's just a matter of being able to acquire it. We're going to take a break here on Barbecue Nation. We're going to be back with Robert Wirt, Ribs by Rob, in my own home state of Oregon right after this. Please stay with us. everybody it's jt and this is a special version of barbecue nation it is brought to you in part by painted hills natural beef beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends that's painted hills natural beef welcome back to barbecue nation here on usa radio networks and all the platforms I don't know how many there are anymore, but there's a lot of them and you can find us on all of them. If you want to email us, uh, you can do it either through Facebook or you can do it through Twitter or you can go to barbecuenationjt.com and there's a drop down menu there. You can send us a message and either Leanne or I will respond to that. Uh, we're pretty good about that. Unless you're a real bonehead, then we sent you off to Meathead or somebody like that. So we're talking with Robert Work today uh, from the Oregon coast, and he's got ribs by Rob. I like. I saw the pictures. I went on Facebook and I looked at your stuff because Jimmy gave me that link for you. And uh, Jimmy's the one, folks, that's in witness protection. And um, uh, I looked at your trailer. Your trailer looks really sharp. Thank you. Did you build that? Or did you have the shell made and you did the the build outs inside? No, I, we went to that a couple of years ago. Um, we always ran out of a 20 foot car hauler and that's where, you know, all the grills and coolers and we had a prep table inside there and we'd have to pull everything out, set everything up every single time we had to cook. And then when COVID hit, um, you know, a lot of restaurants were shut down and we started doing um, take and go meals. My sister and brother-in-law and uh, San Rosa, California, have a barbecue uh, catering business. And I kind of mirrored it after them a little bit. And we seen a, a big need. We're doing about 50 to 60 dinners every time we did a cook. But I had to rent the community center because it was we started in October and we ran for four to five months during the wintertime. And it was over $500 a day to rent the kitchen and the building. Wow. So we sat, me and the wife talked and either we upgrade to a food trailer where we have a full kitchen that's licensed or we sell everything and continue on with life so needless to say we found the trailer and here we are and then I saw weird how we, i'm sorry oh it's, just, it's a kind of funny how we found the trailer so well tell us the story yeah yeah my buddy uh my best man actually in my wedding 13 14 years ago sent me a picture of this food trailer and had a back deck and i was like yeah it's not really quite really what i'm looking for and i started pricing them i got bids from several different builders and you're talking, you know, anywhere from 70 to 90 to a hundred thousand dollars. And then I went to uh, a picnic um, down South and these guys told me about a place in Albany, Oregon, where I have several food trailers. So I drove by on the way home and I seen this black food trailer with the back deck. And I took a few photos from behind the fence and I went back into my old messages from my best man. And I'll be dang if it wasn't the same trailer. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Well, it looks good. It was meant to be. It was meant to be. Yeah, it's yep. black and it said ribs by Rob on it like that. It looks sharp. I, I liked it. Um, 
when you when you when you're going on a cook, how tell us about your prep time. Uh, you know, when you pull into let's just make something up here. You pull into a uh a Walmart parking lot. You really have no but no idea what to expect. So do you just put a cutoff and say like our max today is 30 racks? Again, made up number. Or do you just cook till the customers kind of fade away when it gets dark out and take the rest home? How do you handle all that? Um, I've kind of just been, you know, keeping good notes on every cook. And it seems like after two o'clock, we really take a, it just drops down to sitting around. Nobody's coming around until about four o'clock. So I try to cook to that two, two thirty, um, which usually, and it, it's an average of about four to five, 16, 17 pound briskets. Um, I always do four pork butts. That gives me two full trays of uh, pulled pork. And then about 33 racks of ribs on average per cook. And we usually sell out the ribs and, you know, right towards the end. If I sell out early, I'm losing money is my thought. Yeah. So you can always run into well, Wal Walmart and grab some. And you can't pull into a Walmart parking lot and cook a pork butt and have it ready by two o'clock. No. I, I mean, I, so do you par smoke them or do you, what do they, you do to get them ready? I smoke them all night on my grill. And then you, and then you just bring them over there. Yeah. Everything's on my trailer. Everything's mounted. Um, so that in makes fact, sense. when I'm driving down the road, we'll stop at the local UF chef store to pick up whatever we need and the smokers are just billowing smoke and everybody's like, what do you got? What do you got? And mm -hmm. So, I mean, we continue smoking as we're driving down the road. So, and then, you know, when I get there, then I get the rest time uh, for, I try to time it to where I can pull the pork prior to me leaving. So it's resting the whole time we're setting up level in the trailer and get a, at least a two hour rest on the pork along with the briskets too. Do you, um, do you have favorite brands you use or are you just uh, using what, well, we used to call them cash and carry. And like you said, they're now us chef stores up here. Um, do you are probably I mean, just commodity, right? Yeah. I would think. Yeah. It's pretty, I, we either have um, cash and carry UF chef or Costco. Yeah. Um, I like my briskets and my ribs from Costco. They use swift uh, ribs. Um, they're, Real meat. Well, I use a baby back. I like baby backs better than the St. Louis style. Yeah. Um, the silver's already peeled on. I don't have to do it. So that saves me time. And they've just good quality. Um, the briskets are high end there. And you know, I've never had a bad one from Costco. And then as far as the pork butts, I go to UF Chef's store because I can get the bone in there. I'd like to cook the bone in better yeah, than the Yeah, I boneless. agree. Costco does not sell bone in Boston butts, not. which is shocking to me, but. Well, I think you should speak to him about that, Leanne. It's been that way for years, and I, I just don't get it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, well, well I think you're buying from great sources. I agree with all of your, your meat choices. It really is, and it's affordable because it's got to be. Um, yep. You're not going to make any money. Well, and Leanne knoweth of what she speaks because she's opening up another food truck down there in Tampa, and she's had you know several restaurants over her long and and valiant career there yeah i'm kind of oh it's, it's funny you're you're doing the restaurant gig i'm going back to the food truck <laughs> <laughs> i just i i just i you know it's just so tough with employees you're fortunate that you have friends and family um but it's it's i just can't do that anymore <laughs> it, it wears on you 
I know when we did that, when I had the catering company, it would, it would, we'd cook everything here. Um, unless they had, unless it was like the middle of winter indoor facility had its own kitchen and we would do stuff in there. But normally when we were doing those types of events, we weren't doing barbecue. We were cooking rib roasts and stuff. Well, Rob, I'm sure that with your restaurant, you're going to have catering available, right? So that'll be really good. And do you have a website now? Uh, Yes, we haven't really updated. We're mainly on Facebook. Okay. Instagram. So, hey, we're going to take another break. uh, Leanne and I and uh, Ribs by Rob. Robert Wirt will be back in just a minute. Hey, everybody, it's JT from Barbecue Nation, and my friends down at Smoky Bones have come up with a great summer special for you. For a limited time, get the Rib Feast for only $19.99. Now, Rib Feast comes with a house rack, two sides, garlic bread, and a drink, and that's when you actually eat at the restaurant. Smoky Bones, the masters of meat, well, they have about 63 locations from Illinois all the way down to Florida, and they bring you fire-grilled favorites and barbecue platters every day for lunch and dinner, and it's great stuff. So find a Smoky Bones near you and enjoy their summer rib feast special, only $19.99. That's Smoky Bones, the masters of meat. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with Hall of Famer Ms. Leanne Whippen. We would like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef the way nature intended. Go to their website, PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. Check them out there. Some of those pictures on the website, uh, I think I took a long time ago. Some of them, and they they have better people doing it now than when I did it, but I can tell you that. Also, pig powder. You've heard us talk about it here on the show. Uh, trim tabs pig powder barbecue dry rub was developed by barbecue aficionado jim tab it won the coveted best rub on the planet award and it's used by winning pit masters has been used by winning pit masters i should say now for over 30 years and is available online at pigpowder.com if you didn't know this little backstory here jim tab was leanne's father and now she is at the helm of with uh, my sister with your sister yes uh-huh. well, you won't you won't let me meet your sister for some reason anyway um <laughs> she is now at the helm and at the pit with pig powder continuing to turn in winning performances get your pig powder today at pigpowder.com. there did i do it all right there it, that's great for the okay. first time that's awesome there you go uh we're talking with robert worked from ribs by rob down on the oregon coast um you know, when you think of the Oregon coast, Rob, you think of clams and salmon and halibut and all that good stuff. Do you ever think in your, you know, expeditions into the barbecue world that you might come in with a, you know, smoked salmon sandwich or something? You ever, you ever toy with those ideas? Yeah, we've served, um, Salmon, barbecued salmon at catering events. Um, as far as selling, not quite yet until I have a bigger spot because I don't want to mix the fish with the brisket and the right. you know the grills and might right. might give it a weird flavor. So, yeah, 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 and you know you'd look kind of funky out there trying to sell it with a little chief. 
Well, not only that, I mean, that's that's what you get there to eat. So you're providing what really isn't predominant in Oregon. And that's what people want, you know, is good barbecue, good brisket, ribs, pork. So uh, you're providing what you at least it's my understanding. It isn't very prevalent in Oregon. Do you think, Jeff? No, No, not really. I mean, we have there's probably around the Portland, Vancouver metro area. There's probably a dozen barbecue places yeah that's not uh and you know three or four of them are are really high in quality and do a good job and the rest of it is kind of uh mass produced if you will Mm -hmm. so that's why my buddy wants me to try salmon ribs but it's kind of a small order to cook up so yeah it is (laughs) (laughs) well at least they're not asking you for for salmon or halibut cheeks you know that that's a lot of work to get that yeah. done there. Yeah, you got a new. You drove down to where Nevada? I saw it. I was yep. looking at your Facebook page to get a new Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, you obviously still had money when you came home, so you didn't make, spend too much time at the casinos. But how did? Nope. You, what did you buy there? That. Well, it was. uh Tuesday afternoon, and it was the big day of the Powerball drawing when it was $2.04 billion. And I don't know if you remember, they had that snafu. They're about 10 hours late with the, the numbers. Yeah, right. I believe it was in California, something happened. So I was outside cleaning the garage, kind of like I was doing earlier today. And I said, you know what? I should check those tickets. So I, and I knew there's two number 10s. The Powerball was 10, and there's another number 10 in the numbers. And I looked on one of my tickets and I had 10 for the Powerball. I was all excited. Mm-hmm. I won two bucks, uh-huh. right? So I stopped the night before on the way back from Seattle and got two uh, $10 quick picks. Spent 20 bucks at a 7-Eleven. Then I started looking at the other numbers and there's a number 10 sitting in there. And I thought, wow, that's cool. And lo and behold, lo and behold, I had every number but one number. And I ended up winning fifty thousand dollars off a of Powerball. No kidding! So, Yay! Yay! Good so it really does happen. Oh my god! It gosh. does. <laughs> I thought I won five hundred bucks, and I was ecstatic. I was upstairs. I thought I was going to have to go to the hospital. Called nine one one. I was starting to hyper, and I started looking. I called my friends who live in Washington, and she went on their website, and she was like, "Holy crud! You just won fifty thousand And unbelievable. So I called my boss and said, Hey, I might be a little late. I have to go to Vancouver to collect 50,000. And he didn't believe me, but so, um, I've been wow. keeping an eye on the place. So I, I go to Salina, Texas, and I met some people there, Dante Ramirez, who owns Tender Smokehouse. He's one of several owners and kind of they welcomed me with open arms and I can go down there, just give them a call. I've been back in their kitchen. I've watched how they trim the briskets. I watch how they do this and how they do that. Um, and when I first met him, um, back in 2018, he showed me his pit and they were oilers, uh, mm-hmm. from JNR manufacturing out of Mesquite, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I found one on eBay and I'd been watching it, watching it, watching it. And, uh, so I put a, a bid in on it and they accepted it. So next, you know, the next day, me and my buddy and my brother took off. I got off at 3am in the morning. I drove to a sweet home, Oregon. And my friend Roger, we hopped in his truck with a flatbed and we drove to Las Vegas, Nevada and bought an Euler 700. So I, I, I think that's one of the better choices for a restaurant, quite frankly. Yeah. Except it is a little bit more. Um, 
It's yeah, I have to pay a little bit more attention to it than an old hickory or Southern pride, of course. But um, the results are worth the effort, I think. So nice job. There's a there's a barbecue restaurant in Seattle um, that has two of those out in there behind the storefront. Mm -hmm. And um, I had never been up close to one. And well, this was five or six years ago. And I went back there and I went, wow, this is. This is good stuff. This is impressive. Mm -hmm. So um, have you come down yet from the lottery win, Robert? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Money's well, gone. What to, the hell? You know, yeah. No, I, I used part of it to pay off my food trailer. So we own that free and clear. And then uh, another big chunk to uh, go down to Vegas and pick the new smoker. So, yeah. And the rest for taxes. <laughs> yeah, they, they took out. Was it 13 right there at the lottery office? So I should be okay. I think you'll be fine. I think you'll be. Yeah. Fine. Are you still buying lottery tickets? Uh, yeah, when they get up pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. I did do. you win on the quick pick? Is that the I one did. you won on? Yeah. I've heard. I've heard. God, now that we'll never get mm. you out of the 7 Eleven, you're going to be in there buying lottery tickets. Well, my mom had these little, you know, little fortune cookie, the little papers, and it has yeah. numbers on the back. And she's had this, these two pieces of paper sitting there for years. I kid you not. And so, of course, you know, because lottery gets crazy, she's like, why don't you play these numbers for me? So I said, okay. Well, the end number, I guess, can only go up to what, the number 25 or something like that. And so the number on the end that she had was like 37. So the guy, when I hand him the number, he's like, I can't do it that way. And he kind of jumbles them around. Anyway, we ended up getting the power. We didn't get the Powerball number, but actually they, there were like three or four numbers. But had we had the Powerball, we would have won like $200. And I was excited about that. If I, yeah. I won 50000 I could be going nuts. Yeah, yeah. It'll it'll get you. It'll get you. Um, wow. Yeah. So take a step back, Rob. And, and when you're looking at this now, and you are you happy about these decisions or do you feel just kind of sucked in? I know that's a loaded question and there's a reason for it, but we talked to so many people on this show and after the show and stuff, they'll say, yeah, you know, but you kind of listen to their voice. Some of them have doubts and some of them are, you know, Genghis Khan charging across the, the planes, you know, mm -hmm. they're ready to go. What's your, where are you at in that realm? I'm ready to go. I've been taking baby steps for years and just taking it slow. I mean, we started out with a $100 flatbed trailer behind my Tahoe, carrying a couple grills and coolers to a, you know, thousand and thousands of dollar food trailer. And um, we've really developed a great customer base in our area. Um, and I'm just excited to see, you know, I, I wish I could look ahead five months and see where we're at. Yeah. And then, you know, a year from now, it, it's just, it's getting bigger and bigger. and in my turn, well, we're going to have to check back with you and see how you're doing for sure. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited for you. It we is. Might, it. We might have to drive down there and do a live show. Yeah, that Probably. would be great. Yeah. yeah. If we so. can get you to Oregon, for yeah. God's sakes. Uh -huh. Her daughter lives here too, by the way. Yeah, in Portland. I haven't been out there once. Well, she's only been there almost two years, but no, I, I will get there. I thought you were going to tell me 17 years or something no. like that. I want to get there this year. We've got to start planning. We will. We will. Okay. We will. We just got to get. Are you eventually going to uh, bottle your um, sauce and dry rubs or you're just focusing on your barbecue right now? Right now, I'm just focusing on my barbecue. It took me about two and a half years to get to 
where I like my briskets and where I think we're pretty top game with our brisket. Um, I just got back. I took my youngest son down to Texas uh, a couple weeks ago and, and I tried to hit all the different uh, barbecue places, Pecan, Hutchins, all the, you mm-hmm. know, the fancy ones you hear about. And mm-hmm. um, so we're just ready to roll and I just want to focus on the meat and that's where I go down. And uh, like I said, I just been focusing and like I said, it took me two and a half years to get to the brisket, to the quality that I like. And mm-hmm. so. um, got- are people balking at the prices? Because I know you have to charge quite a lot of money these days. No, not, I don't really see that. You get the occasional customer, they walk up and they see your sign and they just kind of give you a nod and turn around and walk away. And, um, you well, know, I think, I think when they see a trailer, they're expecting it's going to be less than a restaurant. And that's not true because it's the same price you're paying, if yep. not maybe even more, because you don't have the buying power of a restaurant. So, right, right. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of tough. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and wrap up uh, the regular show with Robert Work from Ribs by Rob down on the Oregon coast. And uh, we'll be back in just a couple minutes. everybody it's jt and this is a special version of barbecue nation it is brought to you in part by painted hills natural beef beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends that's painted hills natural beef welcome back to uh, barbecue nation um, next week, we've got Will Homer, the COO from Painted Hills Natural Beef, will be on talking about because, you know, beef prices and stuff have been all over the place. So we're going to get caught up with Will. And uh, sometime in the near future, we've got Adrian Miller, the Soul Food Scholar, is going to come back and join us. Um, uh, when Adrian was first on the show, I don't think Leanne was on board yet. So that'll be a good, uh, a good yeah. show coming up. Yeah. So we got that. But we're talking with uh, the founder and creator and the namesake of Ribs by Rob here. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about your brisket. If you're in Texas, are you doing everything in your cook like they are? I mean, the trimming aside, but uh, are you are you putting them in there? And then are you wrapping them? Are they staying in there the whole cook? Or how are you doing that? So my briskets, I trim them, uh, kind of how I was taught down there in Salina. Yeah. Um, now I, I seize, if I have time, I season them the night before, put them back in the fridge, um, with my work schedule. Sometimes that doesn't quite happen. Then I, I smoke them to about, I run them 225, uh, right around 165, 170 ish. At that time I wrap in peach paper until I get to about 198 is where I, I found I like to take them off and then let them rest back down to 185. And if it's the day that we're going, then I'll put them inside, inside of one of my cameras to finish off the rest period. Yeah. Are you doing burn ends or just sliced or? Um, I actually do a chopped uh, brisket sandwich right now. Mm-hmm. Um, as a business, I can yield more out of chopped than sliced. And sure. I think the presentation is a lot better than a couple thin pieces of uh, sliced brisket versus 
you know, the full six ounce chopped brisket. Um, mm-hmm. It just looks a lot better. And I, I think it just is a better product all around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People come up and give you special requests. And, and that uh, I, I mean, like, Hey Rob, um, we've got a ball game next weekend and I'd like, um, I'd like four briskets and six racks of ribs, but I want it with you, the, the particular type of rub, but not just salt, pepper, garlic type thing. Any strange little requests that you get like that? Uh, nothing like that. I did have a guy at one cook come up and he just walks up right behind my register, right to the window where we kind of separate everybody where I take the food out. And then if I'm cashiering and then uh, give it to whoever bought and, and he just starts ordering with my wife and my, my buddy. It's like, Hey, I want to pulled pork, but this is what I want you to do. I want you to put some pork on there. Then I want you to take a little bit of your bean juice, drizzle it over the pork and then put these Fritos and hands us a small bag of Fritos <laughs> and then put some more beans on there and then put some coleslaw on top of that. It's going to be the best. So wow. we did it. for him. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, I, you know, I spent a lot of time in Texas. So um, the only time you have to worry is when they want braised armadillo. So really that's a, that's a tough, that's a tough one there, but everything else is doable for the most part. What do you think overall that you've learned that to you is the most important point since you started this, as far as barbecue and the way you're doing it, the way you're cooking it and all that. Uh, consistency kind of the same as being open on certain days at the same location. I think mm-hmm. consistency, the way I trim briskets, consistency on how I season my meats, uh, how I cook them, um, how we prepare them. Uh, that way, you know, you got a solid product every time. So I think that's honestly, I think that's the biggest point. Um, it's I the hardest it, thing. It is the hardest thing. But the example I gave you earlier in the last segment about going and eating and the price and all that, I, I ate at that place twice. First time was knock your socks off. Second time when I came back and had that meeting that I spoke of, it was like completely different. It mm-hmm. was so far off from what we had the first time that I've never been back. And I think the consistency is a, can be a deal maker or a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. That's that's just me. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it does that. Anything you thinking about adding to the menu as you go forward? Uh, no, we just added a year ago the brisket mac and the pulled pork mac bowls, and those have been a huge, huge seller. So mm-hmm. we're gonna we're just keeping it nice and simple. Uh, it's a good. You know, Ray, we, we are going to bring back the, the platter once we get set up, you know, because I, I can't stand going to a place and I like to just have a little bit of this, a little bit of that so I can try it all. And if they don't have that, then, you know, so we are going to bring that back. So, yeah. Leanne, did you serve platters? We had our super sampler platter did you? and we served it on a pizza. This was at Woodchicks. So we had different size pizza pans and we'd put a sheet of wax paper on there and we'd do like a quarter rack of ribs, like three ounces of brisket, three ounces of pork, you know, slaw beans. And it, there was the, you know, the sampler and the super sampler. And, you know, it was based on how many meats, but everybody loves that. Cause that's what they like to do is taste a little bit of everything. Yeah. 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 That way, when they come back, they can order a full rack or whatever they want. Uh-huh. Their favorite item. Yes. Their favorite item. Do you have a favorite item, Robert? 
I think I'm a brisket guy. Are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pulled pork. I can take it or leave it. I've never had outstanding. Got to have this pulled pork again. Um, mm-hmm. But brisket is is a it, it it's an art form to you know be able to serve a good brisket. Are you just using basically SPG on it, and then um, maybe some little tweak that you've come up with, or how? Wh- what's your seasoning base? Uh, it's it's smoked paprika, garlic, salt, pepper. Yeah, so pretty, pretty standard, pretty yep. standard. Like that. we tried paprika some other... is expensive. <laughs> yeah, we tried some tweaking it here and adding this, and it just you know I I just get a better result with keeping it simple. So speaking of keeping it simple, what does your wife think of all this? Yeah, now that you've dragged her into it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I locked her in the bedroom here for the next hour. So <laughs> she's uh very supportive. Um we do have a, a younger son that has a heart condition that takes a lot of her time. Uh, so but for instance, he was in ICU for 90 days this last summer, and I had all these contracts oh. um, to fulfill where you just can't walk away from or I'd be owing money, which, you know, of Don't course I that. can't. Yeah. So, um, but she's very supportive. And when she is available, she does help out. I mean, I can't figure out all this Facebook ads and all that, and she can do it. That's you know. perfect. Yeah, yeah. She can yeah. stay home and, you know, that's, yeah. that's then, awesome. The day of the cook, she comes up, you know, we get up there around seven or so and get set up and um, just get everything rolling. And then she'll show up around nine, nine thirty and we'll do the selling. And when we're about done cleaning up, then she'll just take off and head back home. So well, works go. out good. That, that is good. We wish you continued success. I love success stories and you're on your way. So congratulations. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Rob is going to stick around for after hours, but uh, we got to get out of here because we're running out of time. We thank him. Don't forget it's ribs by Rob down in Warrington, Oregon. And we'll be back next week with another edition of Barbecue Nation. That will be Miss Leanne and myself. Until then, remember our motto, turn it, don't burn it. Take care, everybody. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.